Welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I am your host, Sarah Troy. Uh, my guest today, who's been with us before because she's so awesome, is Tilde Gerardo. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. She's going to pronounce it for us better. Terrible with pronunciation. That's why everybody's called love. That's the British way. But what we are going to be talking about today is the beautiful, awesome stuff that she is doing. And she is doing and has been doing some wonderful things. She is the founder and CEO of Womanars, so webinars for women. And she is a real motivator and inspires and educates and uh, connects with women all through uh, easy uh, follow system courses, seminars, events, programs, which focuses on their personal growth and development and enable women to live with more clarity, confidence, and courage and independence and liberty and all that wonderful stuff that goes along with it. But we're going to be talking about this new IQ, Identity um, Quintent. I know I've spoken last night. Sorry, I'm having a pronunciation day today, definitely. Um, but it's a new program that she's got going. Plus, she's got something wonderful going on in Barcelona. Uh, since I last had her on the air, she's spread her wings. I think they doubled up. They've taken along a lot more airspace. And uh, she's really doing a great deal more now. So let's dive right into it. I invite you to go back and listen to the show she did with me before because it was all about her journey to where she is now. And I really encourage you to, to listen to that because it's an extraordinary journey of um, diversity, that redirect, not knowing where you're going, what am I going to do next, uh, big crossroads in life and the courage, the strength, the tenacity to move forward and create what she's created today. But this is the next chapter and where she is now, where she's about to go. And as I said, whew, those wings have really spread. Welcome back <laughs> to the show, love. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. I'm so happy to be here with you. And please give the correct pronunciation because I'm definitely having a Kangai day. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the new IQ, which stands IQ standing for identity quotient. Okay, quotient. There we go. Um, the new IQ. Okay, that's really interesting. Uh, we're not talking about the regular IQ, right? We're talking about more of a conscious IQ. That's correct. Yeah. I, um, last year was a huge growth spurt for me <laughs> mm -hmm. spiritually. And, you know, just, I really felt in my spirit more to listen to what God was saying. And, um, I heard very clearly in my spirit identity crisis actually were the first words I heard in early 2017. And as I started to look around, I really started to notice that we were in fact, in an identity crisis and not only as individuals but as countries and oh. you know humanity as a whole there was a lot of just instability and um, angst you know we had just had the elections here in the US where people were really just allowing so much of the outcome of the elections affect their well-being and um, you know it just really started to uh, I just really started to realize how, how much of an identity crisis we were in fact in, and that stemmed even into religions mm -hmm. 
and how within even religion, you know, um, we are having an identity crisis. When you look at Christianity alone, we have over 30,000 different denominations right now. And, um, you know, it's, and that's from one religion. And then, you know, the Muslims, the Hindus, I mean, they're all infighting as well, fighting brother against brother, sister against sister. And, you know, it was just one thing after another that, that God kept revealing to my spirit and I kept seeing it. And I finally asked, you know, okay, I see it, I get it, you know, but what do you want me to do about it? And um, that's when I heard identity quotient. Mm -hmm. And I immediately did what any good coach does, went to the dictionary to figure out what exactly is quotient. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was asking the same question. (laughs) I have not seen that word before. (laughs) Yeah, I had sort of an idea of what it what it meant. And Um, But I wanted to make sure that I understood it correctly. And when I looked it up, it said, you know, the the sum when you divide something into the other. Mm. And I immediately then saw a vision of, you know, um, me over me, others over me, Mm -hmm. and God over me. And then I also saw how when we look to ourselves and we look to others, the options are finite. There's an end. But when we look to our spirit or to God, you know, our possibilities then become infinite and what that means. And so the new IQ is actually um, something that helps us go through the process of connecting back to our spirit and to God to where we really find our identity and um, our true source of power as well, and where all our dreams and our desires, you know, come from, and and also the power to make those dreams and desires come to life. And you know, I um, after that is when the four step process came came to me, and it's something that I've experienced in my own life, and also I've had the privilege of interviewing hundreds of other women who have, you know, um, come into their own greatness and power, and you know, uh, saw the same process uh, that they used also in their own lives. So the self, the the four-step process is self-awareness, self-transformation, self-love, and self-actualization. And it's a constant cycle that we continually go through. And sometimes, you know, we experience circumstances or traumas um, or situations in our life that that kind of stump us a little bit. But it's all in a matter of knowing how to go back to this four-step process and to continue to go back to who we've always been and connecting and aligning with our our true spirit and and God to find our center again and find our peace, the joy, love that that we we all yearn for, really, and to stop focusing on making a living, yes, and really focus on making that big, beautiful life that we're all here to make. You, you hit on one word, which self. You know, yes. um, we've either been selfish or selfless. And yes. um, the selfish has, of course, led to a great deal of narcissism and, and um, insecurity because when people are so utterly immersed in themselves, and some people are immersed mm-hmm. in their ego, some people in their insecurity, you'll see women with the plastic surgery and they've got to be look like Barbie, you know, otherwise no one's going to love them unless they're this size or that hair color or that eye color or whatever you know that kind of slave to the image and then you've 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 also got the people of the self-importance which you elected one uh where it's all about them at the cost of anyone else that just don't have any caring or empathy and we come back to everything where we feel powerless 
but that power is within ourselves, self. And when we step into the power of ourselves with love and divine connection, and as I have a beautiful reverend that comes on, he's going to be on for um, a fifth show next week. He's called uh, Reverend Charles Edwardus. He is a, a, a reverend, runs a church, but his, uh, his godly teachings, I'd be in his church for sure. And he calls it Gus, God, universe, spirit. So what anybody wants to call it, it's all that beautiful divine energy. It is about our divine connection. We come from the universe. We need to realize that we need the universal energy to guide us, that God love to guide us in partnership so that we can embrace ourselves to be all that we're meant to be here on earth. And that's the reason we're here. So I think what we've seen right now politically and around the world is disconnect. Let's Mm -hmm. divide. Let's disconnect. Let's shatter people into pieces. And while they're busy trying to put themselves back together, we're going to go and do what we want to do and we don't care. So the quicker we come back together in ourselves and our own beautiful divine purpose and step up in celebration of that, the more we realize in our connection with the divine, we are the answer that we're seeking. We are the empowerment that we each other need. And we are the empowerment that this world needs. So, being selfish to a point of self-importance um, or the importance of self, nurturing, loving, caring for self rather than self-importance is really, really important. So well, self, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, self, the self-awareness, self-transformation, self-love, and self-actualization mm. also represents a choice. Yes. We all have yes. Yes. And it's up to us as individuals to decide who we want to be in this world mm-hmm. and how we want to show up each and every day. And that our choices actually reflect all of those things. And so part of the new IQ that I do in the very beginning with people is have them take responsibility for exactly where they are right now, because it is a direct reflection of all the choices that they've made. Yes. And then also knowingly and unknowingly, right? Because there are the unknowing choices. Absolutely. And, and, um, and also to take responsibility for every choice that they're going to make after the program, they complete the program because that's essential is to know that you have the power within yourself to change the direction or course Mm. of your life at any moment in time. Yeah. It's all up to you. And yes, there's going to be life circumstances. There's going to be things that come that we experience that are uncomfortable or traumatic at times, but it's still up to us to decide how those things are going to impact our life and whether or not we're going to allow our past to dictate our future. And I made up my mind a long time ago not to do that. So, um, you know, and I'm hoping that this program will really help uh, more than anything, help people become more aware mm-hmm. of why they do the things they do, why they think the way that they think, why, um, why they let things affect them so much, you know, when people say things, um, and really help, help them be more aware of where, how to stand in their own power. Yes. And, and then how when we do stand in our own power and when we do love ourselves because we accept the love and unconditional love from God and we also love God back but then we're able to extend that same love to other people and the identity crisis that I saw you know you cannot love somebody when you don't know who you are so the golden rule really no love of self yeah yeah the golden rule gets thrown out the window because you, you how can you possibly treat others with love and respect when you're not treating yourself with love and respect so 
Um, that you know, is the, we, that's the fundamentals, isn't it? It's everything that you, you know, um, you want people to do. The first and foremost, first step they need to do is step into that love of self. And as you said, there, there's so many things that they've done that, you know, in their life's choices they've made, sometimes unknowingly because it's a pattern. The society's mm -hmm. expectation of you, a family expectation, maybe even the church that you belong to's dictation. You know, it is uh, your relationship with, with your God is your relationship. That's your divine source, your energy. It's personal and it's, it's yours. You know, God doesn't choose, loves everybody, let him in. And in that love, you'll discover who you really are. But Absolutely. that first and foremost step, is self-love. Um, I did an interview the other day with someone who interviewed um, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chakra, Oprah, all of the greats. And he said one of the common things when he asked the question, what is that common denominator that we all need to know? And the answer was from every single one of them, self-love. Because when yes. we step into self-love, we do everything from that place of love. Mm -hmm. Everything we do then is based in love. But without the self-love, how can we identify or attract love? How can we give well, love if we don't right. know what it is? And I, and I think, think for me, it, it's the third step in the process. Because you can't really have self-love until you go through the other steps, which are the self-awareness. Yeah. To know why you're thinking the way that you're thinking about yourself, why you're you know, doing all those things, becoming curious about, you know, why it is that you have the beliefs that you do about God and why, why even hearing the name God sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, people find offensive, you know, why do I have to say the universe to make you comfortable? Why do I have to say source to make myself comfortable? You know, so all of these things, um, all of these questions that in the self-awareness where we start to realize how our past experiences have actually given us this lens or filter mm -hmm. that we continue to look through and it's time to actually remove the filter and start to look at things without it so that we can actually see things as they are in reality you know and and to really investigate the reasons why we're thinking the way that we're thinking and then go out and become curious about creating different experiences that will allow us to to have a different perception perhaps you know and it could be that we have the same perception or we have the same belief after an experience that that we have but you know we're allowing ourselves and we're giving ourselves permission to have a different experience and to become curious and not judge mm -hmm. not judge anyone not say this is good or this is bad um, just say, this is not for me. Exactly. <laughs> you know, this is exactly. not going to work for me. Right. You know, um, the, the second critical piece is the self-transformation. And I call that the work, you know, that's where you develop the new habits, new, yeah. um, new ways of thinking. This is where you, you develop those daily habits that are critical to go from self-awareness to the self-transformation and actually start to make those changes. Um, so, and then the third is the self-love, which you, which you talk about. And I, and I put that specifically in, in the third, because you have to peel away those layers mm -hmm. and those lim limiting beliefs and fears before you can actually get to that, yes. that place yes. where you're open to receiving, you yes. know, cause a lot of times for me, in, in my case, I had experienced so much trauma in my childhood and also going through a pretty traumatic divorce that I had to really, really, 
work on becoming open again, because it was easy for me to love other people, but it was really difficult for me to extend that same grace and love to yes. myself. And yes. so the biggest piece in, in self-love a lot of times is that forgiveness and not just forgiving others, but forgiving ourselves for anything that, you know, is hindering us from receiving, being able to receive love in its totality and its mm-hmm. abundance, you yes. know, and the, in, the infinite amount of love that is, that is there for us to receive. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it is the love of self that we want to get to. But yes, we have to do the work to do it. And I think that um, the big word permission, I think for women, especially permission to place that importance upon yourself, permission to take this journey to find that love of self, because a lot of women, it's always about what they're doing for someone else. And they don't turn it, as you say, back on themselves. And it's that how can you keep helping other people if you're unable to help yourself? You have right. to help yourself because when you're depleted, who are you helping? When you're empty, there's nothing there for you to give. By helping yourself and stepping into that and stepping into your love, stepping into your own beautiful abundance, your own God presence, you are now abundant and you're able to really give out even more. Um, you know, and always be rejuvenated as well because mm-hmm. love begets love. But it's, uh, as you said, we're in, we're in a world right now of topsy-turviness and a lot of people are very confused. But don't you think it's an absolutely wonderful invitation to go, if you're looking for the clarity, this is the time mm-hmm. to step into those programs absolutely. that can help you find it because it's only through disruption that we actually realize there's something we've got to change. Right, right, absolutely. And, you know, I, I often tell people that I work with um, and even when I'm when I'm speaking is that I'm on version 4.0 tilde 4.0 so because a lot of times we think that we we have to update ourselves if I'll use the iPhone for instance you know and we we um, start to layer things that we're learning one on top of the other and for me when my biggest growth spurts and transformation has been when I have just started all over again and that's mm-hmm. why I say I'm on version 4.0 because I've really taken a good look at my life and said, okay, I'm going to start all over and let's see what we can create now. And that's, you know, how I ended up in Barcelona um, in the last few months. And, and it has been one of the biggest adventures of my life to be able to do that. You know, um, the first time I did it was when I, I had a, a spiritual awakening, you know, and, and really started working on, on, uh, retraining my brain and going from anger, fear, and shame to faith, hope, and love. Second iteration was after my divorce and 14 years of marriage and thinking that my life was going one way and, you know, thinking that it was, it was, it had ended basically. And, and, um, you know, actually then realizing that it was a a new beginning for me and I had a chance to create a life that, that I loved and, instead of setting aside things that I had set aside to actually start doing them. Well, you know, asking myself, what am I passionate about? What is it that I want to do with the second half of my life that has meaning? Yes. Um, that was till the version 2.0, you know, and this <clears throat> last one was, um, or one of the last ones was 3.0 when I actually left my cushy six figure income in a 20 year career and jumped out to do, to um, do woman full time. And that was scary as heck, you know, and that was going to be starting all over again and leaving the security and and comfort of that income 
And it was one of the most liberating moments of my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it was scary, yes, but it was also the most liberating moment in my entire life. And now 4.0 is going over, you know, and, and living and working in, in another country and, and, um, and going back and forth for a while. But, you know, it's just a different, a different step. And so I encourage everybody that's, that's watching is don't be afraid to start over. You know, that's when you see the most growth and your confidence, your courage, your uh, clarity about what you want uh, becomes so crystal clear about the direction of your life um, that you're able to see. I'm able to look back on my life now and see how all those versions of Mm -hmm. myself and all the experiences I've had have led me to exactly where I am, to where I'm able to use my gifts, my talents, you know, to, to the nth degree now. Right. And, you know, I like your analogy to the phone because, you know, we look at our vehicles, we look at our computers, we look at our phones, we look at our TVs and they become obsolete at some point. The programming doesn't work. They break down and we don't think twice about, oh, I've got to update. I have to get a newer model. Now, we can't go and trade ourselves in. There was that movie surrogate where you actually had a computer model and you just sat in your chair and lived vicariously through that we don't encourage that folks into a new model of yourself right and you can go why can't i update myself what is in our brain is just a minuscule of actually what's in our computer because our brains can you know invented this computer the wiring the circuits the programming the everything we're not too unalike so why do we not delete programs that are outdated uh why do we not uh, insert new programs that are more you know progressive and kinder to ourselves we do this to everything else but where do we think that we abstain from that we're not linear we're not one note you know we're a beautiful instrument just waiting to be played and mm-hmm. we, but in order to learn that instrument, you've got to put in the time. Otherwise, you can't join the orchestra. As Wayne yep. Dyer says, you know, I am. Um, now that he's crossed over, the message is we are. Yep. I believe we need to become I ams so that we can join the orchestra of we are. But we have Absolutely. to be willing to do the work first, don't we? Absolutely. You know, and I think uh, I enjoy the work now. When, you know, for, for people that might just start starting to do the work, you know, um, or coming out of a, a difficult divorce or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the circumstances are, start, starting a new career, it's, it's always difficult in the beginning if yeah. you're not used to doing it. Um, but the rewards are so much, are so rewarding that you find yourself continually wanting to yes. grow. At least that that's it for me. You know, after oh. the first couple of times that I, I reinvented myself, it was like, okay, I can do this. You know, yes, yes it's scary. I know what it's going to feel like every time mm-hmm. I do it now. So but you, actually, as you said, you, you look back and you go, my God, I thought I was trapped there. I thought yes. there was nothing else. But I took, made the choice to seek mm-hmm. out what else was possible for me. Yeah. And every time you're at a crossroads about to embark on another venture and you go, oh my God, oh my God, should I, can I take this on? Can I do it? You go through all of that, right? And then you just yep. look back, well, God, look what you've done already. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can do this, girl. Yeah. You've done it already. So it's become, just another chapter. You, you know, one of the greatest things we can do for ourselves as individuals is become our own 
cheerleaders. Yes. yes and learn yes. how to motivate ourselves, learn how to inspire ourselves. All I have to do is look at the past, you know, yes. everything that I've been able to accomplish, everything I've been able to overcome and to thrive in this lifetime. Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's nothing that I don't think I can do as long as, you know, I put my focus on it. So, right. um, you know, and I think that's, that's critical for, for people to realize is you do have to really become your best motivator and, mm -hmm. and, and inspirer, you know, and also, of course, the relationships that, that you have around you are critical to be able to bring out the best in you and to see the best in you when maybe you don't see the best in yourself or need, you know, that outside force or energy to, to help lift you up. But it, I, to me, it has been one of the most uh, critical things that I've learned to do, and that is to inspire myself and motivate myself, you know, and in those days where I don't want to come out from under the covers, you right. know, but and they know all, exactly where I need to go back to. We get them, and those are, those are just yeah. kind of um, um, the universe telling us this is, this is a nurturing day. This is yes. a day where you pull the plug and everything else. It's a day of self-love. Just, uh, just doing what you need to do to rejuvenate because you're spending too much energy. We need to give it back to you. This is a nurturing day. Don't go, oh, this yeah. is the end of it all. No, it isn't. It's just purely a pause. That's it. <laughs> but the other important thing is, is that you're not going to enjoy anything. You're not going to embrace a positive redirect. You're not going to see your possibilities if you don't step into your heart center. Because right. when you do things from a place of love, then you see all the possibilities. You create those opportunities. The creation of what can be from heart space is infinite, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I think when you, when you are connected and you're aligned to, to God and to your spirit mm -hmm. and you learn how to listen from that space and you learn how to live from that space. And obviously we can't live from that space 24 seven because we, we live in these human bodies, physical yes. bodies, and we're in this world. But when you learn how to stay connected and aligned um, and do it in a quick, quick way and kind of, you know, do them both at the same time. Yes. It's, it's really that, you learn to listen to your intuition so quickly and keenly that you start to make those decisions that are best for you very, very quickly, you yes. know, and yes. that's, that's for me, that's the most exciting thing in teaching people how to uh, come into their own is listening to that still small voice, knowing yes. what that sounds like, knowing when that is your spirit, that is coming from a place that you really need to listen to, yeah. you know, and, and being able to decipher when it's your spirit and when it's not, you know, when it is your subconscious or, or other voices. The that ego. From. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, when it's that divine voice, that God's voice, whatever, but it wants to relate it to be because it does come right here in the belly from the heart and the soul. Mm -hmm. And it and it just connects, and you know I, I don't know why I feel this way, but I just do. I've just got to follow it. I've just got to, you know. When you just yeah. got to, you know, that's the heart and soul that's really guiding you. When the head and the ego gets in, it goes yes, but, but you know, I don't know, but this, but that. You know, yeah. it's the head, right? And it's like so many times to say to people, please switch off the head, turn it <laughs> off, listen to the soul, heart, and spirit. Let it have its voice. By the time you turn the head back on. 
it will extract the knowledge it needs to know from the brain, yeah. from the from the data, uh, and and you will know what you need to know when you need to know it. But Absolutely. we get so caught up in the head, don't we? And that head is that doctrine again of society's expectation of you should, you will, you can't, you're right. unable, and you know that's who wants to hear that chatter? I don't. Right. Be right. That, you know, that. I think, oh, <laughs> absolutely. You know, and I, I like to um, tell you know the woman our story and how that was mm. birthed because it it was a huge vision I had. I was still working at a major airline, you know, um, when I initially got got the vision in two thousand six, I believe, or two thousand seven, and. I had no experience in video production, in online, uh, you know, or e-commerce businesses or, or how the heck to interview people. All I kept seeing and hearing were, was video. I kept seeing me teaching via video, being able to talk to an audience, the audience being able to talk to me. Mind you, this was 2006. Yes. YouTube was just taking off. Right. I don't think it was even popular yet. Mm -hmm. So every time I would talk to people about what the vision I had, yeah. you know, and building this platform where we could all connect and talk and, you know, this global network of women, you know, being able to support each other and, and, um, and learn. And people would look at me with these glazed, glazed look on their face, you know, and say, well, this is going to cost you millions of dollars, Tilly. You'll, you can't do it. You know, you're still working. Um, and, and, you know, it's going to require a lot of money. And so that kind of, you know, you back. Mm -hmm. yeah, it held me back for a while until my spirit was just like, if I don't do this, I am going to burst. Yes. You know, if yes. I don't do this, I'm going to regret this or at least try to do this. I'm going to regret this for the rest of my life. And so as soon as I put my foot forward and I thought, okay, first thing we'll do is start with video production because I have no idea. You know, all I knew is that the spirit was, was telling me, tell their stories tell your story. And so I put it out, started to tell people what I wanted to do and how I wanted to, to interview women to tell their personal, personal stories of, of transformation. And all of a sudden doors started to open. Yeah. I found somebody volunteered to be a videographer for me, you know, and actually, actually produce the videos for me. I found somebody who's willing to do a free website for me, the logo was being done all of a sudden at a deeply discounted price. I mean, it was just me initiating that step. Yes. yes. And then, you know, everything kind of falling into place. And <clears throat> lo and behold, you know, I went from having no network of women to now having a global network of women leaders all, all over. Mm -hmm. And when I look back on that alone, that is my cheerleader moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. And being able to look at where I started and where I've come and how much I've learned and how much of that knowledge now and wisdom I'm able to share with other women business owners, um, you know, who are still in that state of, I have this huge vision, but I don't even know where to start. I don't have the money. I don't have yeah. this. And it's like, just take that one step, that leap of faith that God and your spirit is calling you to take and to believe yeah. in yourself and watch the doors just fly open for you. Yes, it's going to be difficult at times, but my God, it's going to be the ride of a lifetime for you. Yeah, I think it's a lot of surrendering. Like you have to uh, surrender to allowing, a surrender to receiving. 
you know, surrender to, to the vision. Uh, obviously, um, six years ago when I started doing, you know, a podcast, um, I did them live for 13 months and I had no idea I was going to have my own station. I'm now this week celebrating my fifth year. We have um, close to 2,000 shows on here. I've done over 1,000 myself. And yeah. I didn't know it was going to take me here. And I have a blueprint for my next phase that I'm yeah. going to be doing. And I realized, one thing I've realized is that um, I may have the vision. I have to clarify it in a blueprint so other people can see the vision. And then you invite, you, you know, you ask God to bring you the people that are going to help you move forward. But it's not like a quick Amazon delivery. It's not going to be here in 40 yeah. minutes. You know, it's, uh, you, you just keep nurturing that blueprint. You keep nurturing that desire. You keep allowing those visions to articulate it and to send it out there. And then you will start seeing the people that are connected vibrationally to that, that really can allow you to move on, come into place isn't it? And it will happen Absolutely. when it's meant to happen, but we can't, well, I want it now and it's got to be this. And I used to be like that. I see it. Let's do it. Let's do it now. No, yeah. that's just the creative process. That's just the blueprinting. That's just getting it down. So you yeah. can see how far it can grow. But if we dictate every step, we're going to miss out. Oh, um, you miss out on the, yes. the miracles, yes. Too. Yes. the daily miracles that will unfold for you. If you just allow, uh, the spirit to guide you and be patient to allow it to unfold the way that it's able to unfold. I mean, I had a lot of lessons to learn and probably why, you know, it took me so long to birth woman ours mm. um, because it was, first of all, me getting out of my own way. Right. Yes. And, <laughs> no, <you> know, <laughs> and, to, and to stop listening to those negative Nelly voices in my head and just take that leap of faith. Because in reality, I mean, I had the vision in 2006. We're now in 2018. Yeah. The mission has always stayed the same. I mean, the mission and vision has always stayed the same. Inspire, educate, and connect women all over the world using, you know, these, yeah. these webinars and events. But the way that it's looking now mm -hmm. is different and yes. the way that we're executing is different. So I just want to, just want to encourage people that might be a little discouraged, yeah. you know, because of the length of time yes. that it's taking their dream to come to life. Just allow it to come to life the way it's supposed to. A lot of times we delay our own dreams by thinking that they're supposed to look a certain way and our spirits and God is saying, just let me do it. It's so yes. much better than you could even think or imagine if you just let me take the reins, yes. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, I mean, people like me who, you know, constantly supporters and givers, um, you know, always doing things for free for the last six years. That's what I've done. Mm -hmm. I've gone into a business model now. My shows are now paid for. Um, I do a co show with someone else that we bring on people and, you know, the bucks now, uh, are being generated. And I think, you know, it was a hard transition for me because I'm not money driven, although I have a livelihood to, to support, right? Because yeah. um, I'm here to celebrate and support and, and just love what people are doing and have other people know what options are out there for them. That, you know, if whatever you're going through in life, I promise you, I promise you here in Self Discovery Radio, I've got somebody that can help you. You've just got to take the time to listen to them and you'll know which one to connect with. Right. But it took me a, a whole different mindset to step into this. Um, and what I realized is for, I have given six years philanthropy and support, you know, and now it's now the tables have turned and I have to look in a different way. And we have to realize it in, in our growth of our business, we're going to go in it with one reason, right? Yeah. And 
the most important thing in anything that you're going to do, you have to realize whatever it is you've got, you are your business. And right. nobody is going to buy from you or a service from you or do anything with you if they don't buy you. And if they don't feel your sincerity, your love, your passion, your conviction for what you do, then yep. why would they? There's somebody else that's got it, that loves mm -hmm. it more. And so stepping into passion, I think, is one of the most important things. And your passion will evolve into yes. the business you know, um, profile and profit and everything else. But that authenticity of who you are and why you do it, this is why we do these shows now on business of people celebrating their why, because mm -hmm. we want to know why, why yeah. you, why should I, why should I come to you? And if I buy your passion conviction for what you do and you love what you do and this is what you do and it can help me, then why would I not come to you? Right. Right. And you know, I mean, when I work with um, startups, cause I mainly work with women startups mm -hmm. in the why and being more authentic, yes. you know, in their delivery and building their networks and, and how that works. But really the why, my why it is what has sustained me mm -hmm. during the difficult times. Yes. You know, and why I did it without getting paid. <laughs> yes. Yes. You, you know, yes. I mean, because I, I want to see women, mm -hmm own their power Alleluia. i want to see, yes. yeah you know i want to see you succeed i want to yes. see you at your best i want to i want you to find the best version of yourself and go out there and kick some ass absolutely. you know that, that's, absolutely yeah. that's my that's my yeah. why and so yeah i would do it if i could do it for free absolutely because yeah. i love it yes. i love seeing people flourish right and um and and so it's critical for women business owners in particular to really hone in on that why, because yeah. that's what's going to give them the resiliency mm -hmm. to keep doing what they love to do in spite of any circumstances or yeah. challenges, or obstacles that they might face along the way. If they really feel that this is a calling for them and this yes. is what they're supposed to be doing, that why is critical to being able to succeed. Absolutely. And I a hundred percent agree with that. And it's a, uh, um, I, I could no longer walk away from this and do something else. You know, I have found yeah. my, my why I've found my calling. I found my instrument and, and it's just to bring other instruments to the orchestra. Hey, I've got an orchestra. Come on over, <laughs> you know, bring your instrument. And, uh, and if you're just beginning to learn your cello, that's okay. I've got someone that can help you with it. And that's, you know, I love what I'm doing because I love interviewing people like you who are out there helping people make a difference in their lives, turning mm. the channel. I'm so sick to death of, of the, the old paradigm of way women yeah. have been treated and uh, the way we treated ourselves because of that doctrine, yeah. the, way, the way we treat each other women because of that patterning. We know that has to stop. We know we're better than that. We know that we're incredibly empowerful creatures. We are awesome and there's nothing that we can't do and we mustn't put limitations on ourselves. You know, Absolutely. we have to, we can be anything that we want to be, but we've got to understand why do we want to be it? Is it for mm -hmm. fame and glory and ego? If it is, drop that. If it's because you want to make a difference in the world, you want to be a contributor, you want what you do to be your, um, your gift to the world, your mm -hmm. contribution, then step into it and be empowered because that empowerment begets empowerment. And that's what we need in the world right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I want to also say that, you know, we've become so success focused mm -hmm. and minded mm -hmm. that 
we forget the why we're doing what we're doing and we forget that you know we for me it's the experience that I want to provide for people that matters the most to to not necessarily the dollar amounts although yes I do want to make money and there's nothing wrong with that absolutely nothing but when you focus on money and when you make that the reason for success or stuff that you have you know success doesn't bring you happiness no I've met women who are successful and men who are super successful and miserable it's much easier to start off happy and be successful than to become successful and try to be happy. Yes. Because you're so unwilling to let go of stuff that you think keeps you semi-happy, mm-hmm. but you're not willing to give them up for true happiness, you right. know, and love and adventure, freedom, joy, all those, all those things that we crave for. But when you become successful and you become attached to those things, yeah. it's much more difficult to become happy than to Start off being happy yes. and be yes. successful. Do, do it this way. It's much easier. And, and uh, I, too, have interviewed numerous people who've walked away from the six figures or even their own companies, uh, great success. And, you know, they, the reason they walked away from them is like, I have all this richness around me, but all I feel is burden. All mm-hmm. I feel is in debt because I have the money, but I am so soul, heart, and spirit poor. And they've literally walked away from everything, stepped Mm -hmm. into totally different lives. Some because the cosmic two by four came along and took it away from them because, you know, you haven't got the message that I'm going to do it for you. And, you know, some of the people just literally walking away like yourself saying, no, this isn't my why. This isn't my calling. This is not where my heart is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what you can go and buy another Mercedes Benz. So what you can take trips around mm-hmm. the world. But if you haven't got happiness within you, nothing that you buy is going to make you happy. When yeah. you find your meaningful purpose, your why, that is the true happiness. And maybe a bit more of a struggle, but my God, it is so much more rewarding. Absolutely. And it's much more fun. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't want to have fun yes. in their life? You know, and I, I think for as adults, we get so stuck in being serious and paying the bills and in, you know, everything that we focus on becomes reality for us. Right. And so when I learned the trick to not focus on what I didn't have, but Mm -hmm. focus on what I did have Mm -hmm. and come from a a true space of gratitude, my world started to change. I started to see things differently. I started to see, you know, the manifestation of those tiny miracles every day in my life and value things that are supposed to be valued, like friendships, relationships, you know, um, much more than, than I had in the past. And so, you know, I think gratitude is our, is our highest form of praise to God. Mm. Yes. To where we can actually be grateful for, for not only stuff, but for breathing, yes. for being able to see and feel and taste all the things that we're, you know, that are around us on a daily basis. And, and for me, that, that, that switch in my own, in my own mind made such a huge difference as I started to see um, my life unfold completely different. Yeah. When you step into that meaningful purpose, your why, you're stepping into, you know, the God's vision for you. You're now in partnership, right? You've stepped into that beautiful presence of being 
and then you actually understand the human side of you. So you become the human being. And we realize yeah. what a gift this vessel is of actually being able to walk on the earth, being able to touch, to taste, to feel, to kiss someone. The spirit is, is all beautiful divine energy, but it can't get that tactile feeling. And when we bring the spirit into the human body and we have that whole human being experience, everything mm -hmm. becomes so much more heightened. Everything becomes Absolutely. so much more of a gift. And it's, it's such a beautiful partnership, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, I, one of the things that I learned is most of us operate just from a physical yes. standpoint. Right? Yes. And we operate from the touch, feel, um, hear, see, what's that? Taste. One? Taste. <laughs> we operate from those four, five senses. But there's more senses. Yes. Right? Especially when you're in, in that spiritual realm that you're able to see things from a different perspective completely so when I walk when I am in that state and I'm walking around the lake or I'm in a setting where there's a lot of people I am actually able to see things from a totally different perspective I'm actually able to see into people to see what they're lacking what they're missing or what they're feeling you know it's it's a totally different sensory experience when you're walking in the spirit and walking so connected with god because i can see when somebody needs an encouraging word yes i can i can hear when they're they're or you know when they're laughing but inside they might be hurting mm -hmm. and so it makes us connected mm -hmm. more so with humanity and our own humanity but also with humanity and able to have more compassion and empathy and provide what people need, you know, as brothers and sisters, because we all are connected yes. and you're able to see that from that spirit um, perspective, mm -hmm. you know, where you're not able to see that when you're just always in the physical. Right. You know, the, the humanoid or the human being. Yeah. It's, right. uh, and actually this, I think the reason uh, that we see so many beautiful animals that are not meant to be species together and you see, you know, um, um, dogs taking in um, kittens or birds or whatever and, and looking after them. It's like this, this shouldn't be, they're meant to be enemies. They're not meant to love mm -hmm. each other. And there they are. And I think what it is, is our children our beautiful gifted indigo children and our animal kingdom is actually showing us compassion and empathy and how to love and stop labeling each other black white yeah. pink yellow woman male you know for god's sake please we're all the same inside this is just our vehicle Absolutely. right you know do you do you look at a mercedes and go well you're not a bmw you know, it's, <laughs> you know yeah and i suppose some people do yes you know but we're not talking to them we're talking to the people that understand this is just the vessel that we're in absolutely and come from the heart and the soul of things step into your compassion step into your empathy step into that love and what you receive back there aren't any words for right. you can't describe that feeling back can you mm -hmm. because it's just <sighs> absolutely <laughs> yeah you know and i was i was just i was just talking to a friend of mine about this and i i really I really, really think that judgment oh. of others is the demise of our humanity mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. to where, you know, somehow, some way we've all come to think that we have a right to judge somebody else. Yeah. And in reality, we don't. Yeah. 
you know, I have my opinion, I have my beliefs, I have my own values, but I by no means should or feel like I have to, everybody else has to believe the way I do or has to value the things that I value the way that I do. Um, it's, I just don't understand sometimes the judgment and the hate, the visceral hate that comes from that place of judgment. And I, and, and I speak um, as somebody who used to be really involved in the religious right and used to judge um, a lot of people. And, and when God really showed me mm-hmm. myself <laughs> yes, yes. and put that mirror up to myself yeah. and I really got what my spirit was telling me and I understood how when I judge others, I'm judging myself. Yes. You yes. know, and, and so I stopped. I had a tumultuous um, marriage myself and, and, uh, and what I did at the end when I became into my own empowerment, every time he started in on me, I would say, um, take it up with your mirror. It's the only one that's interested. Yes. All right. And it, it, and that's what we've got to remember when you're attacking someone else. It's coming from your own insecurity. It's coming from yes. your own pain. When you step into the love of someone else, you're inviting their love to come out. If it's not capable of coming out, it's that they haven't ignited it. And yeah. maybe you're there to show them or, or maybe that's their journey. And uh, all we can do is inspire and invite and nurture and give tools. But everybody's responsible for their own journey. And uh, I did a show on narcissism, which was really Mm -hmm. mind-blowing. It was a three-part series. And um, I realized how many narcissistic people we have in the world and how it can be avoided because it's um, the the frontal lobe of empathy and caring needs to be developed um, as a child when they just start caring for other things. Otherwise, it still becomes into that self-obsessed or or self-survival everything right. about self and of course you know when you look at your leader right now narcissism is written all over him and unfortunately they have they can't take responsibility for it because they honest to god don't think they're, they're doing anything wrong so right. we unless you can say okay i'm a narcissist and i'm going to be so you know, we can't help you but for those people who have got trapped in a patterning of judgment because it was society saying that person's wrong and this person's right or this color's this and that color's that. If we realize that was a doctrine that was given us, we can make the choice to go, ah, uh, ah, uh, that's not my language anymore. I'm not accepting that. Right, exactly. And 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 I think for me the the judgment is it's naivety, it's, it's a, ignorance, it's it it's insecurity. It's, it's, it stems from such insecurity yes. and that identity crisis piece, you know, and not knowing who you really are so that you can just allow people to be who they are. Yeah. You know, yeah. And celebrate the who they are. Yeah. Right. And, and, celebrate and, differences. and celebrate the differences and also just, just to be, just yeah. be you, let them be them. Yes. And you know, we're going to disagree. Here's, right. here's my take. I have friends on every, from every political spectrum, from every pretty much ethnicity. And do I, do we agree all the time? Absolutely not. We get into some pretty heated debates, but the thing is, is I still love them. They still love me. They still respect me. I respect them in those conversations. We don't get, we don't get offended, if you will, because somebody doesn't 
get convinced or convicted the way that I'm convicted in my own way of seeing the world. And so, and I think that's, that's where judgment can, can really be uh, divisive and is divisive in this culture that we're living in, you know, because if you think that your way is the only way and you're calling everybody else stupid or dumb or, you know, whatever, that's judgment. Yes. That, that says nothing good about, you, <laughs> yes, you know, or wanting or wanting to to create a solution for the problem that you're addressing. Mm-hmm. You know, all you're doing by judging other people is creating even more divisiveness. That helps no one. Yes, you know, the collaborative ma- mind or the loving mind is the peacemaker. Yes, is the one that's able to come to the table and to see both perspectives. And to say, I see your point and I see your point. Now, where can we meet in the middle? Yes. Where's the common denominator? Yeah. And the thread that what you both it? agree on. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there's always a solution. It's just a matter of people being able to compromise. Yes. You know, it's like going to buy a house, you know, or sell a house. A really great deal is when the buyer's not really happy and the seller's not really happy either, you know, but you've come to an agreement. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and you know, differences are great because, you know, it's like who wants just steak and potatoes all the time, you know, you know, it's, it's like bring in the smokesboard of life, the buffet, you know, bring all those things. It doesn't mean you're going to eat everything on the table, but you know, you're going to try this this time and try that this time. And they go, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know I liked that. And now you do. And it's, it's, (laughs) it's willingness to be adventurous, to explore, to open your mind to, um, you may, as you said, not always agree with what somebody is. I can't see it from your point of view, but I respect it's your point of view. Right. You're not going to be bosom yeah. buddies with that person. If, you know, if they're upper but turning hate on them just because they're not thinking like you, how productive is that? If you've stepped into love, you can't turn into hate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we've all had different experiences throughout our lifetime that have given us the perception and the belief systems and the values that we have. And, you know, it's hard to change those beliefs and and values when you have had those any negative experiences. Um, You know, and I'll take, for instance, you know, um, having African-American friends. I didn't have any African-American friends growing up. Um, and so when I got to college here in Dallas, um, that was the first time I had ever been in an African-American environment. So it was, it was a total culture shock for me, you know, and I had my own perceptions about the African-American culture and they totally changed once I actually had my own experience, you know, with them and, friendships with them and relationships with them. I mean, and, and that's what I mean is to, to have those different experiences, to, to actually purposely mm-hmm. go out and have those different experiences with people that don't look like you, um, talk like you or act like you so that you can actually get a different perspective of, of why they believe the way that they believe or why they act the way that they act and, and, you know, then make up your mind as far as what it is exactly that, that you believe now. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we're in women's bodies. We happen to be white women. There are other women that are um, um, Asian or, or black. Um, 
mixed. I have mixed children, um, Asian and, and Western. And the thing is, is that this may be part of the culture that we bring to, you know, our flavor, to our dish. But fundamentally inside, everything that I long for is what you long for. We're all looking for that love. We're all looking to be loved. We're looking for a meaningful purpose. We're all looking for something that makes us want to get up and do and our why, our conviction every day. Everybody's got that same drive. Absolutely. We have to be careful as we can acknowledge, you know, we are this. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't define everything about me. If you are black, you are black. If you're a black woman, you're a black woman. Are you persecuted more than most women? Yes, and that's wrong. But what we have to do is not get stuck actually in our casing. And realize that this is just a part of us, but what's inside is where the common denominator is. And if we can see each other from the inside out, we'll realize we have so much more in common than we have that's separate. Well, it's, it's, um, you know, I'm going to be part of a diversity panel here in the next Mm -hmm. couple of weeks. And a friend of mine is leading it. And the, my belief is that if you're focusing on diversity, then that's what you're seeing. Yes. My job, you know, and what I believe I'm here to do is to look at us as humanity. Thank and when you. We stop saying, when we stop saying, you know, African-American, Hispanic, yes. woman, yes. man, yes. you know, whatever, that's when we've, when we've done our job. Yeah. You know, humanity, and me, human beings. I, absolutely. Yes. We don't yes. see color. Right. I don't see color. No. You know? That's just just your flavor. That's just your dish. (laughs) I could totally play victim because I'm Hispanic, you know, I'm this or I'm that, but I refuse to do that. I I don't do that. And I think focusing on diversity is a mistake. Right. No, I I really do. I do do too. Focusing on common denominators, empowerment and love. You know, those are the things where we need to really... Right, on humanity. Yes. You know, on raising the human consciousness and and just seeing ourselves as people. (laughs) Thank you. And and, and in that, uh, you know, just seeing each other as people, but then getting to know each one of our, you know, our ingredients, so to speak. Yeah. Because that's what we bring. You bring a little Spanish flavor. I bring a bit of British flavor. Somebody else brings a little something. That's, right. ooh, that's interesting. Tell me more yeah. about that. And then that's how we kind of immerse those dishes together. And then that's, you know, wow, mm, mm, that's good. And, it, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that's what not... makes that great buffet. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, we need to step into that because we're the ones that are missing out by segregation, right? When we come together in that orchestra, everybody in a different instrument, whatever color, religion or whatever, but we come together in heart space, in humanity, in caring, in kindness, in love. Boy, the music we're going to make is going to be mind-blowing. And that's, this is, this is the crossroads that we're at right now. Everything Mm -hmm. that's going on in the world and especially going on in the States because it's so under the microscope there right now, everything they're doing is trying to divide people. I look at it and the song for me last year was Rise Up by Andrea Day. Mm -hmm. And it's not Rise Up with the Pitchforks. It's Rise Up Together, Arm in Arm no matter who and what you are and come together for the sake of humanity to say, we're not going to take this division. You cannot divide us. We Mm -hmm. are going to stand together as one, one humanity. This is the invitation that's out there right now, isn't it? And what a wonderful time to step into self and be a part of that. Absolutely. You know, and call out people on, on, 
each side that are doing, not doing that, mm-hmm. you know, because here in the States, I, I abhor the media. I'll tell you that. Yes. I abhor the media. Yeah. It is very one-sided. It's propaganda and you're not getting the truth. Nope. I'm not, <laughs> I don't believe anything. I don't believe anything that I, that I see on the news. I don't watch the news to be honest right. with you most of the time. Um, because I'm creating the world that I want to create. Yes. If I have and to watch any news, it's Trevor Noah from The Daily Show because he'll bring about something that's happened and he'll make fun of it. And then he has those profound moments of silence or quietness where he then really talks to it. Yeah. And that's where I get my news because the CNN, take a pimple, make it a volcanic eruption. Right. <laughs> it's all about sensation, fear, driving that. And that's all yes. that control, isn't it? Fear, yeah. hate, yes. anger. Oh. I mean, <laughs> divide, divide, divide. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so really what, what I want to say is just focus on the world that you want to create. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see an injustice, yes. how are you going to make a difference? Yes. How can you make a difference? How can you and your friends make a difference? Cause that's really where the change is going to start for us in our own communities. And then to expand that, mm-hmm. you know, out into, the, uh, out into the rest of the world. We are the, we are the change we seek. Yes. We are the peace we seek. We are the love mm-hmm. we seek. We are everything that we seek. And when we step into that, we become what the world needs, what each other needs. And then the world is able to give us what we need because we have set the vibration and the frequency. You know, it's not about somebody else coming along and fixing you or sorting your life out. It's you stepping into your own presence and being everything you can be by you turning up your own frequency of love, kindness, and caring and empowerment. And with your beautiful gift and contribution, boy, you have now become part of the solution of what the world wants. And you're a contributor to what the world needs in order to survive. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's where the power lies. Yeah, exactly. So tell us a little more about the Barcelona um, adventure that you have going on. Yeah, so Barcelona was part of the whole identity program, mm-hmm. <laughs> being birthed and, and hearing God just say, you know, get ready to go mm-hmm. in my spirit at the end of 2017. And I walked into my house one day and looked around and thought, you know, all of this represents how, what God had restored from my past after my divorce, because I never thought I could own a home, my own home after you know, having, um, having double incomes, Mm -hmm. if you will. And the house represented everything that, that, uh, that God restored to me Mm -hmm. and everything in it as well that I had, I had, uh, created around me. That was the environment that I wanted to create. And I literally sold my house. Um, cause I, I wanted to see what God had for me, you Mm -hmm. know, next. And so the first thing I did was put the house on the market, um, was under full contract two days later. And a week after that, I get a phone call from a friend of mine in Barcelona who had picked up everything and left here Mm -hmm. in Texas a couple of years ago. And single mom with her three daughters, 10 suitcases. Wow. And uh, (laughs) yeah, and went to Barcelona to start a business there. She got a visa as an entrepreneur and, you know, had been trying different iterations of the business and and different business models and had finally come up with this model when I talked to her. And so the model, it's called the NUC. It's a business called the NUC. And um, it was so aligned with with the way that I was feeling and, and uh, you know, hearing God saying, get ready to go. So she called me and said, I'm starting this business. Would love for you to come help me. 
launch it. Um, she says, I, I feel like it's a global uh, brand, something that could take off really quickly, but I need your help. I would love your help in, in building it. And so I was like, well, it's perfect timing because so we talked for a few months because it took me a couple of months to get, to get ready to go. And, uh, and at the end of March, I spent a, a month there. And I really, I went, I got myself a little garage apartment here in Dallas. And uh, just so it would be easy for me to, to go and come. And when I got there, you know, I hit the ground running. I, I went into meetings. I was afraid that maybe the language would be a, a little bit too much for me. But I ended up understanding 90% of everything that I was hearing. So while I couldn't speak it fluently, I still, you know, could understand it, which was great going into meetings and, and things like that. Made it a lot, easy, a lot easier. Um, but I fell in love with the concept. Uh, the Nook is what we're calling a hub of human consciousness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we're combining uh, transformative classes, courses, services that are centered around a person's emotional, uh, mental, spiritual, and physical well-being. So we combine luxury type services like massage, acupuncture, laser therapies, um, anti-aging facials with personal growth and development courses that are uh, unique mm -hmm. and more, I guess, neuroscience, positive psychology, spirituality, and things that, that are um, just now sort of evolving in yeah. Europe where personal growth and development is pretty advanced here in the States. It's just now taking off in, in Europe and in Barcelona in particular. So people are just now becoming more open. Mm -hmm. And I think because of the political climate there, yeah. there's a lot of instability. People are overly stressed. You know, uh, domestic violence is on the rise there as well. And um, for, for a number of, of different reasons, I believe. But I think, you know, the programs, the experiences that we want to bring to the Nook and to Barcelona uh, we'll be able to to add that that positivity, you know, that's needed there right now, and uh, not only from from a community perspective, but also from a global perspective, in wanting it to be a destination for people to want to come to visit. Yes, yes, they can make it a double whammy, go there and, and do what they need to do, and then take some time out to travel around. And I, I think it's actually a wonderful thing of actually getting Americans out of America and seeing the rest of the world because there's always Absolutely. an assumption that everything is just America and they have no idea about what happens in the rest of the world. And I think it's a, a great education as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so my job is just to help them kind of organize it and um, streamline it to, to see what those systems and processes you know, need to be and help to implement those as well as developing their signature programs for, uh, for the NUC and for their train uh, for their employees as well as uh, licensing the new IQ to them so that it becomes their signature program that I'll be teaching there and also taking webinars there for for women's events and, and workshops and seminars that I'll be doing there in, in Barcelona so I'm really excited because it falls directly in line with my values yeah. and what I'm trying to do with women and it just seemed like a like a perfect fit and it's everything that I love to do I love yeah. startups I love to you know, bring things to life and Lisette and I get along great. We've been friends for years and, 
and uh, she's like a sister to me. And it, it's just wonderful to be able to see and help her bring her dr- dream to life. Yes, exactly. And to be a part of it and to see it grow. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as you said, it's so easily then duplicated elsewhere. And this yeah. is the thing what we need right now is that um, please do not wait for your governments to do something for you. Um, you know, your sisterhood, your brotherhood, it's not also about women against men. There are so many beautiful souls and men that I interview that are just so embracement of women and what they're doing is also helping men change their perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what we need. It's yes, let's empower the men, but let's, uh, let's empower the women, but let's empower the men to yeah. see women differently. Right. And it's, you know, I I think that's been the critical mistake that we've made is ignoring men and boys and not bringing them along with the women's empowerment movement. Yeah. Um, Because we have still created that us and them mentality instead of that us mentality. And, and it's, you know, the, the nook, um, purposely is for men and women for that specific purpose, Right. Good. you know, to, to, um, so that we can all learn and grow, you know, uh, or learn and and grow with each other, you know, and and support, you know, it's, I have another friend who has a retreat and uh, she does it with families because there's no point in one person coming and receiving enlightenment and clarity and then going home back to the same discord. If the whole family is doing it, then everybody's got something out of it. And then they go home and nurture each other to stay in that loving vibration. And so it's, I think it's really important. I'd love to see a lot of couples going to your nook because now now it, uh, they see each other differently and that love that brought them together is, is more empowered because Mm -hmm. they're able to see each other differently and step into that Mm -hmm. beautiful divine spirit that they have together. So yes, it's, um, it's about empowering women to empower men, to empower our families and our children. It's all about the empowerment of each other, isn't it? And that's where we're at. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think for, for us, you know, that are part of the nook now is, is just staying open to all that and wanting to create those experiences for families, for individuals, you yes. know, that are seeking to elevate their own consciousness. Yes. And they might come in there for a service, you know, for a luxury service um, to begin with, but mm-hmm. they'll leave knowing that we're much more than just a service provider, a luxury service provider. Um, because of the type of service, the experience that they have, you know, most of our, um, or all of our technicians that are doing the services are also coaches in one form or another. So, um, you know, the, the level of service that they're going to get or the type of service that they're going to get is is going to be really, really different than any other space in Barcelona. More, um, not just personal, but, you know, more soul and heart based. And, you know, that's, We have, as a humanity at the present moment, hungry hearts, just so desperately needing to be switched on, to be connected, to be heard, to be felt. And we need more people to step into the heart space. Because when yeah. they do, and, and they, when you step into heart, you step in into God's love. You realize you are part of God. You're here to be the best you can be so that you become a contributor, but you have to be willing to step into that heart space. And that's so very, very important. Um, So my dear, would you please let everybody know how they can find you, uh, your woman as the Barcelona, everything. They they can many ways, but you can simply go to IamTildy.com 
and connect with me there. Can you spell uh, your name so people have got the right spelling? Yeah, it, I am Tildy, T-I-L-D, like David, E.com. Or you can also go to womanars.com, which is W-O-M-A-N-A-R-S.com. And, um, you know, you can connect with me there. You can email. My email is there as well. You can connect with any of our social media channels. Um, from there, you can sign up for our newsletter where we'll, um, I don't, I don't email a lot, so I won't inundate you with emails. But if you sign up, then you'll be learning about events and anything that we're doing, um, you know, whether it's here in the States, yeah, on some site. But, um, you know, that's, that's basically how they can connect with me. I do have an upcoming workshop on June 19th that's going to be online and in person. So if they want to sign up for that, they can go to imtildy.com and it's, um, it's on there. Wonderful. And uh, we had a bit of a wobbly on the Barcelona thing. So I think you were saying that you, you people can see about Barcelona on your site. Yes, that, Excellent. that is on there as well. Excellent. This is wonderful. It's so lovely to have you back again. Please folks go back and listen to our other show. Cause that's the journey from where she was to where she was a year ago and now of course they're saying this is the next chapter so um if you think well how does she get to be how she is now go back and listen and you'll hit you know, the, tr- <laughs> the struggle that it was get there and we have to understand something it's like giving birth to ourselves is that we're going to go for the nine months and whatever time it is and you know we're going to be kicking ourselves from the inside out. We're going to be doing all sorts of things. And when we give birth, it's painful. But then who we are on the other side is so worth it. And we yeah. have to be willing to invest that time and effort into ourselves because there is no pill, no quick fix. And the more you nurture, love, and invest in yourself with the help of people like Tildy, the more you're going to discover how awesome you really are. And then when you step into that love, that birthing of love of self, Oh my goodness, there's going to be no holding you back. And we want many people with wings out there. So please let Tildy help you because the more wings we have out there, the more love we have out there. And that's what this world needs now. Right. Thank you so much for being with us here again today, love. It's a delight to have you back on the air with us. Thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate you taking the time to um, let people hear my voice. Oh, a good voice to be hearing. So, <laughs> lots of wisdom there. So look at the IQ program. Look at the Barcelona program. Please go back and listen to some of her womanars. Some of the people that she does um, interview on the womanars are very, very empowering people. And we're going to say it's not about the power. It's about the empowerment of each other and of ourselves. And when we step into that, boy, do we become a solution for the world. So everybody start flapping those wings. We, you know you can. Let her be the wind beneath your wings. We need you out there flying on that loving high vibration because you are what the world needs now thanks a lot love until next time folks bye for now for more wonderful shows like this please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com podcasts and see our lineup and if you wish to support us we have a funded button please stay tuned for our next show